Happy New Year, After Buzzers! We are back for the Lethal Weapon episode. Uh, oh, sorry, after show. Can't talk because I'm so freaking excited. Stay tuned after that opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Lead the Weapon After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I apologize for my demeanor because I'm so excited. Run, wait, run, wait for it. Run, 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 run. Oh, my gosh. You can thank uh, Mr. Chaos on this side for picking up the song. Because oh! obviously it, paid, it played in the episode, but I forgot completely what the song was about. It did. It did. And what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Chaos J, K-A-A-O-S-J. Also, you know, one half of... Tango and Cash. That's right. We're back. Oh my god, I'm so. Happy Are you excited? Because I'm excited. You saw me. I completely flubbed the intro because I'm so excited. Exactly. <laughs> like I couldn't get here fast enough today. No. Well, also it's raining here. In yeah, LA, exactly. So that means and traffic we, doesn't move. <laughs> people forget how to drive. Yep. Welcome to LA. Also, hello. Welcome to my face. I'm Alexis Torres. You can find me all over social media at atorres890. Uh, don't forget to catch this show if you missed us during the holidays on iTunes. Hit us with that five stars or four stars because the other stars do not work. Or hit us up on this live chat because we're live right now talking about Lethal Weapon, which we are talking about episode 10, Homebodies. And before which... we get oh, yeah, any further, can I just say... Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year. 2016 is finally behind us. 2017 is just going to be full of goodness and greatness and just awesomeness. And let's go. No. Hey! Ta-da! I love that sound cue. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy that's 2017, except for me, it's more like full full planning for this, yeah. for this chick. It so. just got real. Yeah. It's um, going to happen. I know. I'm so excited. Um, Your name will change. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like half. It's like a your trailer. finger will well, have to do finger curls. Yes, no, it will have to because I'll have another thing on it and I'll be like, bam. Uh, uh, okay, sorry, it, I am excited. I'm just stressed out. But anyway, uh, but you know what doesn't stress me out? Uh, silent rave slash silent discos. Ooh, ooh. Have you ever been to one? I have not. However, ooh. I have seen them, and because I DJ, shout out to Vox DJs. Hopefully soon, I'll do my own silent disco that I'll DJ. So, to warn people, if you've never been to a silent rave, silent disco, whatever you want to call it, uh, be warned, if you don't have headphones and you just, like, came over just to check it out, it seems very weird. Murtaugh was not far off from he the fact that he was, very like, confused. what the hell is happening? Why are they all dancing? I don't hear anything. It is. It's weird. If you... If you don't know how it works, how silent raves slash silent discos work, usually when you get invited to one, uh, there is a select playlist that the DJ usually has. Uh, Everybody hooks up to it just like it's like a Spotify playlist. You have like a Bluetooth, you have, you hook up to it Bluetooth at the time. Uh, Usually you just downloaded it. That's what you did back in the day. Um, To your phone, iPod, whatever. Um, And uh, you would listen to that playlist and it would just kind of play back and forth. Uh, Now, because we have so much different types of technology you can use any certain way to put in different songs of let's say the DJ's like oh I want to take out this one song and put in a different one that is what that is or what I know some DJs will do is is, or some parties they'll have multiple DJs and they'll have different channels Mm -hmm. so the headphones they'll say okay you know channel 3 is the 80s you know the 80s Mm -hmm. channel and you know channel 4 is you know, current top 40 hits. Yeah. And then you just switch channels. Or they'll say, you know, when we flash this light, when the light turns yes. green, yeah. 
you yeah. know, then you switch channels and another DJ is on. Yeah, and that's the cool thing is that usually those things go all night into the morning because most people usually don't really pay attention to because you have headphones on, you're kind of going into it. The main thing that I want to tell people is you don't have to be on drugs to be on there. It it helps. I've I've always gone to a silent rave or disco with no drugs. Like that's I've always been sober the entire time and I think it's actually nicer, but some people are different. And it's totally fine. Nobody bothers you, just like how Riggs was very excited about it, because you just put on some headphones, usually pretty good damn headphones. Sometimes you're allowed to bring your own, or they provide it for you, it depends. And then you just enjoy the night and just dance away. Like I said, it is weird, though, if you walk in with no headphones on, because literally all you're hearing is... And then, like, moving and, like, yeah. breathing and, like, it's just... It's, Feet stomping. Yeah, stomping. A little, and like, you know how, like, in basketball when you hear the, the sneakers squeak? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that, depending on where you are. It's just a lot of heavy breathing and moving. <laughs> so, it's very awkward. Yeah. If you don't have headphones. If you don't have headphones. When you do you it, have headphones and you're like, what? It's like, oh! It's like a whole this different world. This is my song! <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. But, like, I mean, again, I'm not, like... Con- condoning people to go out and do crazy things, but if you've never tried it, I say you should. It might be worth it. Yeah. You don't have to do drugs to go to a silent disco. No. I or mean, a silent rave. Or whatever you want to call it. Or whatever you want to call it with headphones. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've been doing, I've been, I did it all through college and a little bit in high school and I thought it was awesome. So. There yeah. you go. Um, but anyway, but for our, one of our, for this silent disco that we were at, we had an Adam Pressman, a 26-year-old uh, male, who uh, was giving, a, well, not giving away, but obviously he was getting, he was a drug handler, drug dealer, whatever you want to call it. So he was kind of giving out some free samples. Yeah, I mean, there were some people who were paying for it, and some I didn't see cash being uh, exchanged off. Because so. they prepaid through an app. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying drug dealing is, you know. It's totally it's, different now. It's not it's like. It's on a, a whole new level. It's not like you can like handshake and like you got some like a right. lot of cash. Now it's just like, I'll just Venmo you. Like, right. right. Like <laughs> I'll just Venmo you. Just drop it in the car. I'm going to keep driving. So funny. Um, And God, technology. Um, And the fact that uh, he got a text and pretty much he went outside and uh, he got shot right in the gut. And it was sad. Um, and so, obviously, we come back to uh, Trish and Murtaugh, where they're talking about uh, how Riggs hasn't been there. Because, obviously, from the last episode we saw was the Christmas episode, which was pretty intense. It was. It seems like Riggs has not been to the Murtaugh household since then. That is what I'm assuming. Which is kind of odd, considering that whole heartwarming moment that they had. Mm-hmm. When they all went and brought the holiday to him, like they said, we are coming to you. Mm-hmm. You need to be with your family on the holidays. Well, we have no family. No, you are our family. But I also get it. You know, he's obviously he's going through some stuff, too. And obviously. it's an emotional time. The holidays are can be emotional and trying for some people. He just wanted a little rigs time. Yep, and then eventually he got used to it, and we'll get into that a little bit more because this this episode hit me harder than I thought it would, and I'll get into that later. I don't need to get onto a soapbox just yet. We'll get into that. But we do have the soapbox underneath. Oh yeah, it's underneath. It's ready to go. (laughs) I'm just you're just gonna see me disappear from this section, and I'm just gonna stand here in the middle on a soapbox. I'm not really, but uh, but pretty much um, we find out that uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on. Uh, little Murtaugh's name. Is it RJ? Yes. Yes. RJ is having a little bit of girl trouble uh, because there's a dance coming in. Uh, I'm assuming because it was right after 
the holidays. It must be like a winter formal or some some Something. sort of winter dance. I winter homecoming. Yeah, or Valentine's they, you Day. Know, you know, they always change it up. Yeah, because I yeah, I'm not gonna get into like the logistics of dances. But anyway, there's a there's a there's a spring fling coming around and there and sadly enough, he does not have a date. So he is going oh. to skip out on the uh on on it. And you know, Murtaugh being the smooth guy that he is, he's like, no, you shouldn't miss out on your senior winter formal. And I was, right, yeah. And I was going to say, even if you don't have a date, you should just go. Go. Just, go. Make sure some of your friends are going. Go. Because you're still going to, you're still, you can still have a good time just because you don't have a date. And guess what? You might leave with a date. Trust. That's actually true. Your I've boy has it. been to many a formal, a, a.k.a. homecoming, a.k.a. winter, whatever. Yeah. And I have gone solo. And then I left with a date. I'm just saying. No, I I completely agree. I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's fine. I mean, like, most of the time you end up dancing with your friends anyway. You're not going to be dancing with your date the entire time. That's, like, that's usually not a thing. Uh, Even if you're in a, like, really committed high school relationship, still doesn't happen. So serious. We're so steady right (laughs) now. (laughs) We're going steady. steady. We're Uh, going steady. Sorry, guys. Uh, Anybody or high schoolers, we apologize. Uh, Also, you shouldn't be watching the show. Um, But anyway, uh, so he's getting flack because he texted the girl to come with him to this winter formal. And Murtaugh is not about not about that life. He's like, "Uh, no, you're supposed to ask the girl in person, face to face. Do you think do you agree with Daddy Murtaugh? All day. okay, all day. It has so much more meaning. Here's the thing is like and I say this all the time. And granted, texting is is mad convenient. However, there's so much that gets lost in translation when you're texting, whether it be jokes, whether it be a serious conversation. Granted, I, I always say you should never have a serious conversation over text. People Still do not do. break up over text ever. That is wrong. So stupid. Don't do ever. That. Don't never. 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 Anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm definitely champion of um, doing it in person. There's some things that just need to be done in person. Breakups. Um, even asking someone out on the first date, let alone asking someone to go with you to prom or homecoming or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. Daddy Murtaugh. No. All the way, he was right on that one. I am also on the same boat. I think it's just nicer. I mean, again, we are living in the world of technology where you can, you know, Tinder, Grinder, all of that stuff. You can, you know, everything is automated. Equal opportunity apps for equal opportunity lovers. Yeah, and I'm just saying, it's nice and all, but like you should, you know, I mean, no, who talks on the phone anymore? Right? People, I, you know remember, what? Remember back, I, I was, no, I was going to say, remember back in the day when you would find that one crush, you get her number, and then mm-hmm. you talk for hours on hours. the phone. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Or like you have to be secret because you were young and you're like, I'm, I'm past curfew, so I have to whisper. Mm-hmm. And then, but right, I, yeah, because I couldn't call past nine. My dad same. had a strict rule. Can't. You don't call anybody's house past nine. nine. Yep. And, yeah. then, and then if you tried to, like let's say your parents were gone for like a vacation hey, or something. Out. Hey, it's like really, especially when you got a cell mm-hmm. phone. Right. Shut up. I was like, you would just sit there in the closet and just be like, I'm a shit. My parents are asleep. Like I just thought it, was, it just brought back so many memories. Or when you we didn't have cell phones and you had to try to call someone while your parents were asleep and they were listening on the other end and they're like, "Go to bed," and you're like, "I'm so embarrassed." That happened to me a lot. Uh, <laughs> quit playing, Dad. Okay, hey girl, I gotta let you go. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be like <laughs> right? suave after. Uh, my dad's so crazy. Hey girl, you know what? I gotta let you go. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's just it, I agree completely. I think being it's more personable and a person yeah no yeah yeah, that's right personable and 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 it's still 
even now in this day and age is still something there's still something that you get that you don't get when you do it over text mm-hmm. there's still a girl granted girls sometimes they might they might see the text and like oh my god girl oh my goodness look oh my god no it's true. but there's still there's still the butterfly effect mm-hmm. that's gonna happen when you ask a girl in person whether it's a first date or you're asking her to a, a dance of some sorts mm-hmm. she's still going to get some some tingly butterflies also it's just really cool as a as a female myself um mm-hmm. to have that whole like romantic comedy moment where they have like a sign that says like would you go to prom with me or something you know maybe a boom box maybe you guys are too young for that I don't know but you know what I mean or an iPod <laughs> you know yeah. like in my family <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look. Um, I mean, now you. I mean, we still have Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So you low key still could stand outside with a Bluetooth speaker that looks like a boombox with your phone docked inside. Oh my god! What? Just look at this retro eighties future. See, see, see. Also, you should check out uh, their other uh, their other show. Uh, What was it? Uh, Dating and. Oh reading? yeah, uh, you know if you if you want some uh, some dating tips, if you want to level up your dating game, definitely uh, next week we'll be uh, launching dating, mating, and communicating, also referred to as the DMC. So you know yours truly, Chaos J. Make sure you check it out. Yeah, no, if you want to see that face and also talk about dating stuff, you should go check it out because it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, but we've talked about this subject a little too long. So uh, besides, I appreciate that, that plug. Thank oh you. yeah, of course. Thank you. Uh, but. Obviously, uh, we find out that because uh, at the club, we knew that there was obviously something going on uh, with it looked like a Korean gang off the top of my head, um, especially because this is L.A., it, you know, it, K-Town is no <laughs> joke. Yeah. I so, still want to just crash a K-Town club. But at the same time, I value yeah, so, my life. Yeah, I was like, so I don't want to get idea. shot in the face. But I just want to be that one. I just want to be able to walk in. I just want to be able to walk in and be the only black guy there. And the music kind of (laughs) stops. And then everybody looks. And then the music keeps going and we just get it. They're like, oh my God, this black guy is great. Oh my God, I would would watch that programming. Um, But... But yeah, so we find out that yeah, he's been selling these drugs that were called uh, that are called owls by uh, Owlsley, and uh, it's very interesting because the fact that um, I didn't understand if there was like a di- like what the drug was. Apparently, it is a completely legal MD- MDMA. And I love it because the fact that <laughs> Scorsese pretty much was like, oh, I wanted to learn it. So I, you know, I chemically checked it out and things like that. And uh, and then the fact that he actually took three, no, two to three doses of the MDMA. Let's not forget, Scorsese is a scientist. So by all means, no. sometimes no. you just, there's no. no other way to do a full-blown test and hypothesis. So done. Then just to just say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm try it. I'm gonna take it. But he was on. But he was on the clock, though. I so, mean, but he was still working. I mean, true. I mean, he was still okay, working. Fine, fine. He was doing a scientific analysis. Uh, fine. Okay. You you have a point. That's I'm fine. Just saying. That makes I'm sense. Just saying. I just was. I, however, because... I am not advocating doing <laughs> drugs on the job. I, I saw an article. I saw an article uh, in GQ about how the new thing is like popping LSD at work. Bad. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't Say no to drugs. Yeah, no, guys, no, don't do it. 
Um, but <laughs> sorry, just thinking about Scorsese because he he finished his screenplay or or uh, or his, I don't know if it's a novel or a movie or whatever. But he has short to do with story, something like that. But he has a he has a he has lizard people involved, and it's just there's a lot going on. Murtaugh's not having it. A Bailey, ton going on. Yet he's Bailey. still trying to tell Bailey about it, and she has. Did no you time. catch the love triangle thing in there? I I did see that. I was I like, that. where's Cruz at? Where have you been? Right? Also, uh, yeah, where is Cruz? Uh, he's my man. Where and I don't in appreciate the world is... Cruz? <laughs> yeah, Cruz. I would love for him to show up in a red trench coat. Right, <laughs> with a hat. hat. Yes, I want it so bad. Um, But but the fact that... Uh, Seriously, that Halloween this, next year? Uh, you might need to put that on your short list. Please? I'm um, just saying. But I love the fact that uh, Bailey was like, how is this possible? How is this MDMA actually legal? And it's just because... Uh, the person who's making this, uh, Owlsley, uh, is just he. They make it to the point where it's just it's just right on the cusp of right. like before it is completely illegal. It's just right. like right on the border. So that's how they're get, able to get away with it. And also the fact that apparently, according to Scorsese, Owlsley is also the best chemist. Um, hello. Like, just has revealed. the girl studied in school chemistry. To- yeah. No joke, guys. Definitely her strong suit. Yeah. And also, I'm terrible at it. I'm terrible at math. Terrible at science. This is what... I, that's why I went to film school. I can't do... I can't do numbers. Because you're creative. Oh, thanks. Uh, but, like... And well, so are you. But I don't know what you went to school for. I didn't want to pry. So... It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I went to school for a lot of stuff. Oh, there's nothing wrong with of, that. Yeah. A lot of random stuff. I mean, I wish I could be a super senior, but I can't afford it. So... <laughs> um, but Alice Lee, we find out, is actually a lady... Uh, we they find her apartment from the DJ who was there, right. who apparently was involved with our victim, and uh, more of a f- uh, friends with benefits or partners with benefits apparently, and uh, <clears throat> and pretty much she hasn't left her apartment in three years. And correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. isn't agoraphobia the fear of going outside? I believe so. I think that's it. I believe so. If anybody yeah. knows, put it in the chat. But Put um, that in the chat. I believe it's agoraphobia, and, and clearly she had a strong case of it. Yeah, I'm not... She said she hadn't left her loft in three years, which which is crazy because she said, I don't, need to le- I don't need to leave. Like, I can get anything I need from my house, which is scary, but it's true, whether it be groceries, whether it be takeout. I mean, daily essentials. You literally can get everything you need delivered right to your doorstep. You don't have to leave. But it's crazy because it's true. The fact that there is, we, Cass uh, uh, and I were actually talking about it. There is an app that does deliver alcohol to your oh, home. Right, yeah. She even talked is, about that. It is expensive. I am not kidding. It is yeah. expensive. They I mean, tax. if you want... If you want to have it, it does deliver in 20 minutes. I've seen it because I went to uh, a person who was turning uh, 50 and they went all out and they were like, oh, we're running out of alcohol. We can just go get some. He's like, no, no, no. I got this. And ordered freaking alcohol and food and stuff. I mean, we all know about food, but like insane to me but uh, you know that's, i mean you got you got uber you or you got uber eats you've got actual uber you, you've got postmates you've got doordash yeah like and then whatever the alcohol app is Grandpa. i don't remember what the name is but if anybody knows what it is go ahead and tweet throw us. that in the chat too i'm just saying holler at, let us know yeah because knew- we will be having many many parties in mm-hmm. the near future for 2017 because 2017 is gonna be such a great year yeah oh speaking of parties uh did anybody catch our awesome tango and cash picture from the holiday party um hello i have I haven't put mine out yet, but I will. Yeah, and I it have is mine out. It's on my Instagram. Foot pop. 
Oh, week. I'm just saying. I forgot I had a I'm just saying. That's so funny. Um, But anyway, so I know that we're like not really into the cusp of it, but pretty much... Uh, we get a new partner because the fact that it's a uh, Owls Lee told us that uh, the Korea the Koreatown gang um, is involved. They pretty much threatened Adam that they wanted to be uh, a part of the selling of owls and and they wanted a cut pretty much. And Adam was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And uh, Owls Lee was like, "No, I don't want any part of that." Yeah. But she doesn't have a say because uh, we find out later that she's uh, pretty much at Adam's uh, fingertips the entire time, just like right around that dude's finger. Um, well, that's because he kind of wooed her a little bit. Oh, he seems like, you know, that type of he guy kinda, yeah, that's just very charming, can talk his way out of, you know, a and plastic And he kind of seduced her and made her feel like, you know, she was going to be the only one. Make me feel like nice. I'm the only girl in the world. Oh, my God. And pretty much she felt what, like that. She was, was that? the only girl. What was that? In the world. <laughs> She was the only girl in her house, at least. <laughs> I mean, know? that's true. Um, so, I mean, but also, why wouldn't you want a grade A chemist? Like, com- that sounds great. I mean, again, not a person who likes drugs, but you girl can make anything. 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 That's insane. Um, so they get a outside, uh, our captain gets an outside source, uh, Detective Cho, who is... Again, I tweeted out earlier, and I also messaged our awesome uh, Lethal Weapons HQ uh, Twitter because I cannot, for the life of me, remember this actor's name. But Chaos and I have recognized him in so many videos. And she and got excited. I did because she was genuinely like, "Oh, yeah!" I, and I was just like, "Why are you so excited?" I, now I recognized him too. But for me, the characters that I've seen him uh, portray in the movies and stuff. He's always like a a bad, a bad guy. So I'm like, oh, I have no time for that, which is great because that means he's doing his job, by the way. Yeah, I just, I get excited because I'm always like, yay, more Asian people on TV. Yay. And, and he's playing a good guy. So I was just like, whatever. I'm just happy to see him. And, like, he, and, he, and he did play a good guy and he, he was great. Oh my God, he was fantastic. I, I, I love like, the bromance that was building between him and Murtaugh. old man bromance? Right? Adorable. I loved it. Um, but yeah, Murtaugh pretty much latched onto show so quickly because he immediately introduced food to him which i'm sorry that is Murtaugh's weakness yep, we that is legit that. his kryptonite yeah, good, food. good food food is not good for his heart but it's good i know i think it's so funny but it depends some korean uh barbecue places actually have very good healthy options you just have to find them um but definitely if you're in k-town best place to go get korean barbecue one because it's Obviously, extremely authentic, but two, because there's not just one place. You right. can go anywhere. And, and then you're going to get a different flavor of maybe even the same dish, but there's going to be a different, different spin to it. Yep, different right. spices, different way it's cooked, or they cook it for you, you cook it for yourself. It's a whole thing, and the experience is always different. I love it because BuzzFeed actually did one where it was like the least expensive Korea barbecue to the most expensive, and it is insane. You should go check it out. Um, after the show, of course. Um so they're starting to bond. Riggs is slowly starting to drift uh, apart, mostly just because of the fact that we find out from our amazing, lovely doctor uh, that she is saying that he is clinically depressed. Now, as a person who is ba- who's battled with that, me, for a long time, I totally understand where he's coming from and how she can clearly see it. It's right. in the fact that he doesn't want to leave. He's very he's very much looking forward to avoiding people or anything that he can get his hands, you know, or interacting with anybody, which makes sense. I mean, you don't even have to be clinically depressed to be like that. Most people just really like to get out of that busy bubble and just be by themselves. But if you look forward to it, 
in a in the way that he is and it it's a little bit more uh intense than that but we don't have to go into that but um he needs to learn to to get back out there especially since the Murtaugh's are trying to get him back into the house or into their home and trying to talk to them and stuff but Murtaugh is also just kind of tired of it he's like I've hit my point he doesn't even text me back and I love that uh that you pointed out that it kind of sounds like they're like a married couple Right. And and what was even funnier about that particular situation was Trish and Murtaugh had tried to set him up on a blind date without it being a blind date. It oh was a blind God. date with one of her coworkers. Uh, so so they're trying to get something going. They're trying to get some flames sparked and they can't that can't happen one because Riggs isn't ready, but Not two because close. Riggs and Murtaugh are just at each other's throats the entire dinner. Yeah. Because the fact that we we know that this happened what last we I don't know the exact time frame I'm gonna say last year because it's the first Christmas he hasn't he didn't have her uh, with right. him uh, one two the fact that uh, uh, I'm trying to remember um, the holidays are a terrible like a very emotional vulnerable right. time and the fact that literally like right after that we're like hey. Meet this girl that you don't know. You're hey. being ambushed into coming over for dinner, but really, you're actually being set up. That sucks. I don't care who you are. I know where Trish was coming from. It's totally yeah, and understandable. It was, a good, it was a good place. Her good place. and Murtaugh. Yeah, even though Murtaugh looked like he didn't really want to be a part of it. He kind of was just there to support his right. lady. See, I told you it wouldn't work. And, I was like, and he was like, oh, come on, bro. Every episode. Every episode, he puts his foot in his mouth. No, no, he shoots his foot and then sticks it in his mouth. Yeah. It's the worst. I'm so upset. I'm like, dude, can you not? Just once. I'm going to need just you to just one open your mouth and take out your foot. Please. Just once. Please. Um, it's so bad. I just, uh, uh. But anyway. yeah, I mean, I, I get it. and But I'm also glad that he, that Riggs got it, too. He was like... It's going to have to happen eventually. Right. And I'm going to need that push. Right. And I think that, too, you know, another reason that Riggs was, or Murtaugh was giving him such a hard time was because his feelings were hurt. Oh his um, feelings are always hurt. Yeah. Murtaugh low-key being his feelings. But, yeah, I think his feelings were hurt because he's like, look, we just welcomed you into our family as family. And, and then you kind of just closed the door and just you know, kind of, you know, abandoned us. However, I don't think people get it is, is that when you're dealing with something, despite the fact that you're saying, come on, come on, and you're welcoming them with open arms, sometimes you still need to be able to have that time to yourself, that solitude mm -hmm. to deal with whatever issues you're dealing with. And it's not that you don't want to be with them. It's just that the timing isn't right and you've got to sort stuff out mm -hmm. before you can even entertain being around other people. It's true. Uh, well, hold that thought because also he didn't really hang out with people. He was molting with his wife the entire time. But let's put a pin in that for later. Um, so while Cho and and Murtaugh were getting quite friendly and becoming bros, uh, we they go to a nightclub because they found out that the that the gang who their leader is actually called Kang, which I thought was interesting. And he goes to this nightclub regularly, and he actually has an informant in that club. And I love that Murtaugh actually knew a lot about. Uh, like host clubs and things like that, mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit different in 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 Korea than it is in like Japan because host clubs are a little bit different there. But it's kind of the same concept where like you have either women or men come up to you and they kind of show you a good time, not sexually, just they're supposed to, they're supposed to entertain you. So right. like they pour you drinks, they sing karaoke with you. We have them in Koreatown. They're just known as they're called hosts, not you know I can't remember right. the actual term for what they actually are in Korean, but. I love that he actually knew that. I thought that was very interesting. Um, and 
Murtaugh tried to stick to protocol because Cho was like, don't we have to call for backup? We have to wait, right? Because that's part of protocol. And he's so used to rigs. He was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're We're right. supposed protocol. to wait. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and he kind of secretly, like, he kind of liked excited. it. Right. He yeah. was excited because for once he didn't have to argue. I mean, yeah, because he was like, this is happening. I'm getting what I want. The how I want it. Yeah. And uh, Riggs showed up and was just like, all right, let's go. The bad guy's going to get away. And he's like, no, it's protocol. We stay here for backup. And he's so, he was so adamant about it. And I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. Um, and sadly enough, the Kang got away. And uh, Riggs was very upset. Yeah. And then had to go into a blind date after that. That sucked. <laughs> it was right? Not, wasn't a good night. Wasn't a good night for Riggs. Um, but after that, uh, we find out that uh, Owlsley... No, sorry. Um, I'm trying to put all the all the stuff in order. Because, um, yeah, when they... At this point, before they found out that, the, that, uh, that it was a Korean gang, we found out when they found Owlsley, they were like, hey, we got to get you out of the, the apartment. And then that's when they got into a... a Daylight, broad freaking daylight shoot like drive, drive by, and and not even in the neighborhood. No, it, it was, was like a, in the it was like street. in the major street, like a major intersection downtown type situation. Because we also know as LA natives, LA doesn't matter what time of day. There's always cars, so if always. you're sitting there trying to do a drive by, always people. And there's always cars. Yeah, so obviously Murtaugh, Riggs, and Owlsley wouldn't be the only three people on the street. Not even a little bit. No. That was all TV glamour, and I was like, what is this? But whatever, fine. Obviously, they really needed to kill her. <laughs> Just right. straight up. He was like, no, we can't wait till the night. She's out right she's now. She's out right now. At 10 15 in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, I, I haven't load. even had breakfast yet. Like, what's right? happening? Um, so, pretty much, uh, we find out at this point in time because uh, there was a text that went to. Uh, I don't know if it was a text or something like that because our we had the commercial where we talked about the. Um, the Surface Pro? Yes. Yes, where they found text where it pretty much said that... Oh, no, it was during... Sorry, it was during the dinner, right before they were interrupted in their, their squabble, uh, that they were going to go after the DJ and Owlsley. And uh, they split up to go find them. Riggs went to go to Owlsley, and Murtaugh and Cho went to uh, the DJ. They found her just in time, very beaten up barely breathing yeah Thank she God definitely had been a little bit uh, uh she definitely got manhandled Ooh, to like, say the least no i mean that her face was just it was messed up yeah. so that oof, that was rough but that makeup job looked great um but yeah she talked about the fact that uh no cho was able to get into her instagram and found a picture of the three of them adam uh owlsley and uh the dj which i can't remember her name off the top of my head um when he shows her the picture, she's like, oh, that can't be Owlsley. That's just some weird geeky girl that used to follow Adam around. Then we found out, because when Riggs showed up at Owlsley's place, uh, she was hiding in a cubbyhole, because she's smart enough to make a cubbyhole out of her apartment, which I was like, how? How are you able to do that? But I guess she has so much money, she can do whatever she wants. Not only that, but she has a lot of time on her hands, because she never leaves the house. That's true, but I'm like, in my brain, I'm thinking of like LA Lofts and stuff. Like, you're not technically right. supposed to do that, unless she bought it, and then she can alter it whatever way she wants. But still, it was just, it was weird. Um, but anyway, so, uh, by, I can't remember the actual term, but pretty much by by touch, uh, she was able to administer uh, a type of, like, um, roofie, to a point, uh, and was able to kind of slow Riggs down while she tried to get away. Right. Uh, but in that midst of getting away, she got caught by the Korean gang. Of course. 
course. Yup. And so. At least she didn't fall while trying to run away. That is also true. I didn't even notice that. Good for you. Was she wearing heels? No. Oh, okay. I was I'm like, I'm just saying, what? I mean, no, that's yeah. typically, you know. What ends up happening. <gasps> yeah. First off, why are you have heels on in the forest? But we'll get to that on every, another episode. Every freaking time. All um, the time. But it's okay. So, like, so pretty much, uh, Riggs is, like, tripping out of his mind. This is when, obviously, the Run the Jewels song came into his head, which was awesome. He's and doing one of these numbers. Little Jack, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow kind of moment. And uh, he jumps on top of the car. Because Riggs, even under the influence, is still Riggs, and he is a gangster. That's so ballsy. Uh, and the fact that uh, at this point in time, Murtaugh is talking about how he's like, I'm just glad that Riggs isn't doing anything crazy. Riggs? You know, and he's actually dialed it back a little he bit. He did, actually. And he said that, and the next thing you know... He's on top of a car going, hey, Raj! And I'm like, uh, no. And I love how, like, Cho's just totally fine with it. He's just like, okay. <laughs> and, um... They pretty much, uh, they blew out the tire and they got into a crazy car crash. Yeah. Um, and then we get this really uh, emotional and very vulnerable, not very vulnerable, but a very emotional scene that that's where it hit me for me as a person who, who's been dealing with uh, depression all her life is the fact that she actually, because of the fact that her power, uh, we found out that she actually killed Adam, not the Korean gang, because of the fact that she was tired of being pushed around. And uh, and having her heartstrings played with, and the fact that her life revolves around making this drug, but the fact that also that she can make any drug. So I feel like the power kind of yeah. went to her head yeah. a little bit, and the fact that she hasn't had any human interaction, and again the the depression kicks in, and it's just kind of like how she kept saying over and over in the episode, the world sucks, and it does. But you have to find the light, which is I right. we like that quote from our doctor, um, Doctor uh, Cahill. Uh, where do you remember? I don't remember it word for word, but it was like you can't burn the one bridge, right? From wherever you are, yeah. Which you makes, can't burn. Don't burn the only bridge, or don't burn your yeah. Don't burn your only bridge to get out from wherever you are. Yeah, because clearly that's your one way out, and you should be happy that there is a way out. Because exactly. As soon as you burn that, that's it. You're stuck there, and right. that's pretty much what she did. Um, as soon as, so she admitted that she killed Adam while Riggs was in the state, but she also made it kind of like a, uh, I guess like how the Nazis used to do those, uh, those like uh, suicide pills. Kind of like a cyanide or something like that. Yeah. Uh, kind of pill or some sort of concoction that literally caused her to die slowly, but not painfully, which is good. Um, and it was, it was rough because the fact that she was talking about how this world is terrible and it's, I, I think I wrote it down in my notes, um, that she said that. Yeah, that she took her own life because the world sucks and it wrecks you. And again, as a person who's dealt with that all of her life, it it, it gets there. And it, right. I love that it showed to Riggs also, he's like, okay, I definitely need to, you know, I know I'm better than this and I just need right. to take my time. Right. So, yeah, tears for me, definitely, because I was like, oh my God, I relate to you. And uh, the lovely lady who played uh, said... Uh, uh, Owlsley was fantastic. I was tweeting her all day going, oh my God, you're me. Like, not without the murder, but like, you're me. Right. I get I get where you're coming from. Um, and Riggs was able, instead of arresting her because obviously she was going to die, he uh, pretty much just held her until she left. And right. it was just... Whew, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely a touching emotional scene. And, and again, it's nice that they aren't afraid. Um, and by when I say they, I mean, you know, the they're, writers. they're the writers. They aren't afraid to touch on some of these issues, mm-hmm. you know, because these are real issues and these are issues that people deal with mm-hmm. and it's issues that affect their day to day lives. Yep. Yep. 
And uh, but yeah, but it, it ended on a light note. He Riggs showed up to the Murtaz and gave him an apology wine. Yeah. Uh, to say that a nice he, red. Yeah, yeah, and it was you know something nice. And then he apparently uh, put pants on and went to. Yeah, he had a pants on uh, thing that he yeah, was going to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Night out. Um, Oh, speaking of, uh, uh, we talked a little bit about it, but Cho uh, was, tr- uh, they were having their last meal together, but Cho was like, no, let's not put a label on it. Let's just, let's it's just, just have a meal. A, it's just a meal. And I was like, it's just oh, a meal. Cho, you're the best. Um, and, uh, and talked about. You ever, if you ever, you know, change your mind and you want to make a change. Which I was assuming meant that if you wanted to change partners, but we all know that's not going to happen. One, two, I love how, again, you called out and was like, sounded like. Like he was trying to say, he was right? In a relationship. And, then, like and, and I change. think they did that—that that play on, on words purpose. and the whole, you know, the whole, you know, double entendres and stuff to make it seem like they were talking about, you know, being in the relationship and and you know him leaving one, you know, leaving his mate to you know be with Cho. When mm-hmm. obviously we know we were talking about, you know, their police, you know, partnership. But it was still a cute scene. It was very cute. Scene. I, I definitely like. I said I like that old man bromance that it was, was going adorable. on. It was. It was. It was cool. It was definitely humorous. Yeah, and definitely I know that humorous. people who probably ship these two together, uh, which it's it's in every show. People do that. That's totally fine. Uh, probably enjoyed every minute of that. Right. <laughs> um, and and Riggs decided to end the night by going to the same disco. They probably have a new DJ that takes over now and uh, put the headphones on and just enjoyed the music. Pretty much. Which was great. I mean, he, he wasn't dancing. Out. Yeah, he was just sitting yeah. in the corner just enjoying the rest of the night. And that is where we ended our episode and we got a little Oh, wait, bit- wait, wait. Oh. Go ahead. Let's not oh, forget. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Our boy, Dante Brown. Oh, my God. He uh, was so good in this episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, after he was shot down um, by asking uh, the girl to, to the dance in person, um, it man, gained the interest. having it. Sorry. Right? It gained the interest of three other uh, lovely young ladies. Which that was like, hey. Yeah, and we didn't even get the result to see if he picked one or all of them. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, no, see, it pays off, So guys. you went from having no options to multiple options. Yeah, not even one, not a couple. But mm, three. Yeah, like all three different girls. Trace options. Uh, Trace, <laughs> Trace, there's three. That means three options. <laughs> and it's just, it was just nice to see that. Yeah. Also, I don't know what that girl was thinking. Dante Brown is a handsome young fella. So, right, uh, you tripping. What's wrong with you? And he got a hot 16 waiting for you. Yeah. What? What's happening? What is happening? I'm just saying, if I was 16, I'd be like, Dr. Brown, take me to prom. Um, but like, yeah, I'm just glad it all worked out. It was all, yeah. I loved their little moment where the mom and the kids, Trisha and the kids are sitting there like, okay, yeah, what would you uh, do, Roger? And he's like, well, I put a little bit of bass to my voice. And it was just really, <laughs> yeah. it was really nice seeing them kind of just like get real close. And like, it was just, I love their family moments. It's just yeah. awesome. Especially seeing the fact that uh, we went from that kind of terrible Family moment before the holidays, right. but again, also Trish, I still can't. Get Trish over the fact handled that she it though. Handled it like she a right. boss. God, I love you. Uh, Cause she's so, bossy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no, sorry. No, I couldn't okay. help myself. It's okay. I even like that song actually, <laughs> and weird. I like Elise, but I did not like that song. That was the most annoying That's song of life. Like it burned into your brain, but it is. I hate it. Uh, but like. Uh, but yeah, but that was the episode. And the next episode, it looks like uh, we got a little bit of Texas coming into L.A. Uh, it looks like a Texas Ranger gets shot in L.A. And the, they have to bring in the old the old corral to help out. And Murtaugh is just really just 
he sticks out. <laughs> yeah, like a cool. sore thumb. Like a sore thumb. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, Texas and L.A. are going to have to work together, uh, see if it's an inside job, and also just see how Riggs does with the old team. Which we we already kind of predicted that that was going to be coming up, right? But and anyway. we and we all we're all curious. Yeah. Uh, so overall, before we we get we we get out of here, what did you think of the entire episode as a whole? Um, it was a good episode. Uh, they touched on a few different uh, you know serious issues that affect you know normal people um, and uh, not just celebrities, and I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Still, you know, they still gave you the right amount of action. They did. Um, they still gave you some funny moments, especially that that bromance with uh, Cho and uh, oh Murtaugh. God. So good. Um, you know, we still get to see a lot more. Uh, we get to see that Riggs is so far from a one trick pony. There's so many different aspects uh, and 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 just facets to to Riggs and who he is as a person. So I mean, you know, again, I like it. Family moments, great. It's good. It was a good episode. It was a good way to come back. Um, they gave us just the right amount. They didn't just, you know, slam us with, uh, you know, just all oh, everything, explosions, guns, yeah. lasers, lights, and cats. Meow. Oh my god. They didn't I'll, give us I'll all of watch that. that episode. You know, they, you know, it was a good balance. So no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't too much because we just got back from an episode that was also kind of heavy. Right. So it was kind of nice to have something that was a little bit more comedic and heavy at the same time. It was a really good balance. I agree. Um, but you know what also is a good balance? Him and I. Tango and Cash Bam. talking about Lethal Weapon Hello. every week, and that's why we're going to we have are an- back. We're having another episode next week because we're back. No, no breaks for a while, and we might have may- not next week, but we do have a special guest that might be coming in very soon. Um, so definitely keep track and keep updated with- through our social medias and stuff like that. But speaking of social media, speaking of social media but first i just want to say you know just because christmas is over doesn't mean tango and cash aren't still slanging out some gifts Stop it. and by gifts we mean special guests yeah. we're always <laughs> going to try and bring you any and everything we can to make this the most awesomest lethal weapon after show on after buzz that you've ever watched and we appreciate you tuning in and you should know where you can find me and if you don't let me tell you K-A-A-O-S-J. You can find me on Twitter or you can follow me on Instagram. Chaos underscore Oceans 31. Oceans, why? Because your boy is super wavy. Super wavy all the time. Um, You can find me all over social media as Alexis Torres, a.k.a. A Torres 890. That's A-T-O-R-E-S 890. You can check out my YouTube channel. I was just on the East Coast. I have a few vlogs up and stuff like that. Or you can check me out on Snapchat or Instagram where I post stuff all the time because I have no life. Um, And it's mostly just Which means she has a lot of life well <laughs> as much as i can it's mostly of me and my dog <laughs> yeah. uh or wedding stuff you'll see a lot of that as well but uh guys definitely check out again keep us updated with that check out the itunes check out youtube uh leave your comments too because we do check those every week to see what you guys are talking about and how much you love the show don't forget to tweet the actors and the crew and everybody try to get them on the show because we want to get more special guests because you gotta let them know that we're doing the show all right guys have a wonderful night have a wonderful week and we'll see you guys next Monday. peace out From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 